Hey guys, this is Matt. And this is Sean. Welcome to the show. We're meeting at the crossroads of wellness and sales in an attempt to share different mental, physical, and spiritual tactics to attain better results in your life of sales. We're going to experiment, challenge, and discuss what may or may not work for you in hopes to push you to become the best version of yourself. Hope you enjoy today's show. We are live. Dude, the deal, the deal slipped again. It's, it's the third quarter in a row. The deal slipped. I'm Matt, what's going on with you, man? I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. I don't know I what to tell. do. Okay? You're really I'm freaking out. Us. I'm negative. Super negative. <sighs> I'm in a fucking Something's slump. changed with you, man. You're in a I'm slump. In a, I'm in a sales slump, okay? That's tough. We've all been there. Can we talk about it? Let's talk about it. I'm here for you. <sighs> Thank you, John. Thank yeah. you. Anytime. So that's exactly what uh, we're going to be covering today is sales slump something that uh anyone in the world of sales has been there maybe not yeah. always talking about everyone always loves seeing the the big wins successes the big win commission wires. checks victories the watches the president's clubs but there's plenty of time and days when that goes away and it's tough yeah and i think that's one of the things that people outside of sales don't always see you know i feel like there's a lot of critics that say oh your job's so easy. You don't yeah. even work that hard. You don't do this. You get all the credit. But um, it could be a roller coaster. It really can. Um, so that's what Matt and I are going to talk about today is some of the thoughts, tactics that we've, you know, had to use before, heard about, learned about, and, um, you know, sharing with you guys to, to see what you might be using for your days too. Um, I don't know. Want to kick us off? Yeah, I think the one of the biggest things that uh, has helped me kind of maintain sanity, or I should say, eliminate eliminate the slumps, is really controlling the bookends of the day. Because a lot of the slumps, I feel like, are kind of build on themselves when you get into a negative mindset and you're just not in the right place and you haven't really reset yourself. So. A lot of things will happen in sales that are out of your control, but if there's things you can control, like your morning routine, your evening routine, uh, your exercise, things like that, if, if you start slacking on those things, then you're definitely not going to get out of the slump. So the first first thing I try to do to make sure to eliminate these or get out of one if I'm in one is don't stop that. If anything, double down on, on the workout routine, the meditation, breath work, you know, planning out your next day right. in the evening, things like that. Yeah. And I think uh, that kind of goes in also into one of my first points is what you can control is kind of com communication. So whether it's a part of your beginning of your day or end of your day in this world that we're in, we're, we're again, we're not all in the office. Uh, communication is key. And what I mean by that is, you know, over communicating with those you work around. So one of the tactics that, um, you know, we used to have in place when we worked together you know, was this concept called, you know, last week, this week, it was a very short, quick email. You could either send it, you know, Friday afternoon or, or, or Sunday night to let, you know, your manager, boss, director know some of the key things that you were focused on last week and some of the key things you're focused on this week, you know, where you need management's help, uh, you know, potentially you could add in, you know, where you are attainment wise, but the value there is it's something that not only you can look at 
on a weekly basis or daily basis to be accountable for, but you're also just over communicating with those who are there to support you. Cause I feel like what happens with a lot of people when they hit a sales slump, it kind of blindsides them. Right. So uh, that's the last thing any of us want is to go into Q4 and say, well, I'm way far behind in my number. And if you're controlling your bookends and having this communication as a piece of it, it's not going to be a blind side. You know, your manager is going to have visibility into, you know, some of the things that have been working or not working and make sure to support you way in advance versus coming down to the line and freaking out. And that's, and that's what I feel yeah. like happens is a lot of these sales slumps, people are just blindsided by it. And I think there's a lot of things you can do to make sure you're not blindsided as well as your, you know, sales leadership isn't blindsided by it as well. So this is, that's one quick tactic I wanted to talk about. And again, my intent when I use this is to not, even get a response, but it's, Hey, here's some talking points for a one-on-one what's working, what's not working. Here's something we can go back to. And here's something for myself to just hold myself accountable to make sure I'm doing all the right things. Yeah. And I think that's brings up a good point too, that a lot of salespeople maybe uh, are afraid to share or over communicate because they're kind of, there's a big ego part involved. There's a vulnerability that when you open yourself up, I'm doing everything right. (laughs) I got it. No, no, no. I, I don't need your help. I can do this. I've been in sales for however many years. Right. So, um, there's always, it's always good to get second, third, fourth opinions. Cause there's, there's, there may be a, you know, a chink in your armor that you don't know about. And it's best to kind of put it out there, put the ego aside, take accountability. And if you're having problems, you know, let people know. And I think that and to that point too, it's, it's not just sales management. So that type of communication I'm talking about is helpful but also your peers. And it doesn't just have to be someone in the sales team, but someone in another department, um, making that a part of, you know, your day to day. Again, we're all not in the office anymore and saying, Hey, I'm going to reach out to Ryan and marketing or someone else and just check in and see how they're doing. Cause I noticed too, especially at the beginning of COVID, I wasn't talking to people for months that I used to talk to every day. Mm -hmm. And now you have to proactively like, make sure you're doing that. And there's a handful of people I still talk to daily or weekly or monthly, but heck, there's a few people that I was really close with, still I'm close with that I haven't talked to in months. Um, but you leveraging that to say, yeah, how's your quarter going? How's your year going? What's working? What's not? And sharing, um, to again, start talking about, okay, this might not be working for you. This might be working. And then you either capture information to bring back to management or, you know, you get some advice from someone who's maybe gone through it before. Yeah. And that kind of takes it to sort of my second tip or or point is look at everything from a data standpoint, not an emotional one. So if you're having, and that's, that can be difficult. It takes a while to learn to separate that emotion from the data of what's going on. So if there's, if if you just had this view that, well, this, this champion sucks and, and this, you know, this product isn't working the way it's supposed to be. It's everyone else's fault, right? Everyone else's fault. Then you, you run into this not taking accountability standpoint. And, um, and it's easy too. I mean, whether depending upon your organization, Salesforce is going to be able to track a lot of that. So you can pull up dashboards reports. Um, something that we do, um, that has a strong focus on is essentially looking at your rolling pipeline. So how much pipeline are you creating, we do it on a rolling 13 weeks. So it's easy for anyone to go into your sales force and say, what am I doing over the last 13 weeks? And kind of looking at progressively looking at how many opportunities you're creating your BDR partner marketing and building out again, a report or dashboard that you take a look at 
maybe you share with management, maybe you share with the peer to just see how you're progressing compared to your others, you know, what's working, what's not working, but having that at least is something to look back on because again, the metrics are important too. Yeah. Every success or sales trajectory should have a formula, like how many calls, how many meetings, uh, you know, result in a, in a sale, how much pipeline do I need? So if you're not looking at those numbers and and they're off, then obviously you're going to be off too. So you want to have, and if you have enough of this and you have enough padding, then you really won't be hitting slumps. Yeah. And I think again, planning out the using what your current pipeline to plan out your future. Okay. What is your pipeline coverage? Is it two X? Is it one X? Is it three X? Um, to see what real opportunities you have. And that's a practice that I do, you know, frequently, um, to see, okay, if, if, if all these work out, where will I be, you know, what's my overall pipeline? And let's be honest, there's, there's the bluebirds that come through, there's the invisible pipe that's going to happen. That's tough. But looking at it and again for all of us who are still in q1 looking at the entire year trying to backtrack like it's you're closing one big deal okay how am yeah. i going to get to my number how am i going to hit 150 percent? how am i going to hit it 200 percent? and if you do that and you have really and we so we've got some you know i've got some templates um i can put up on the website as well as some general ideas on salesforce reports at least but looking at that backtracking to figure out okay i'm in a good position and i'm not shouldn't be hitting a slump and how do i attain that versus if you to go through that practice or exercise and you're far away from being able to attain your number, you need to focus on that and share that with management to say, Hey, I think there's some issues here that we need to focus on. So you don't hit Q2, Q3 way behind on your number. And, you know, last thing you yeah. want is to be, you know, put on a plan going into the end of the year and purge the fluff. Don't lie to yourself. Don't pretend an op is there just for met, you know, just for the meetings and the metrics to say, look, I got pipe too. Don't, don't fall into that trap. And I think exactly. And I think that's where the, the practice of maybe doing something outside of Salesforce is helpful, right? So having a spreadsheet that you can look at quarter by quarter based on your number and everyone's going to have some fluff in there, some real ops, some dead ops, and just really plug in the real numbers. So it's not adjusting or alerting anyone mm-hmm. in Salesforce to say, wow, I'm in a really good position. Actually, I feel, I feel great about this year. I feel great about this quarter. Or you go through that practice and you, kick the crap out and then you find out I'm if I hit go about a thousand with what I really have I'm only going to hit 80 percent of my number best so um, yeah. I've got a pretty simplified spreadsheet but this is something that you can use that'll share um, so I think again metrics is really important um, but to go on to another point that I think has been huge value to me and I, it, it's surprising that not a lot of people do this is finding yourself a, a mentor of some sort. Yeah. They don't need to be, you know, specific to your industry or anything, but someone probably who's been in the world of sales is definitely helpful. And I say that it's someone told me one time it's there's kind of three phases of your life, right? Your your first part is you're learning, you know, taking in all that knowledge. The second part is you're earning, you're hopefully hitting your stride and you're making as much money as possible. And that last part is you're returning that whole idea of returning knowledge. And yeah people like I like that really enjoy helping. I mean, oh, of course. it's, it's just the ask, like maybe not like pelting people on LinkedIn, but maybe it's a friend or, or a family member who's in sales or a friend of a friend or even someone in your general area. I swear, if you reach out to someone saying, Hey, I'm in the beginning of my sales career middle, I've seen your successes. Like, could I buy you coffee? Whatever that might be. And finding someone to, 
discuss whether it's meeting on a quarterly basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis to just talk about things, um, work wise, health wise, life wise. And I guarantee yeah. you so many people have successful chances in someone saying yes. And then on top of that, learning a ton. So you know, they, they love it. It's an ego stroke for them too. And they, they want to give that knowledge back. And what's beautiful about today is you don't, you don't have to have someone local and yeah. you don't necessarily have to have someone that you're actually talking to. You can follow, you know, the top influencer leaders in, in the space yeah. and they will give you tips left and right that are, are useful. So you can almost, you know, one of my um, separate Instagram accounts is just that there's, there's no family and friends, nothing just that for that reason. So everything I'm seeing is um, something positive that's going to help me make more money, learn right. something new about business industry. So and I use think, the internet. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think to that point though, it just, just to ask whether again, yeah. it's someone you might know connected to ask them and say, and it, as cheesy as it sounds, and maybe you can phrase it differently, but would you be willing to be my mentor? Yeah. Willing to have a conversation. We could have coffee once a month. We could, could I give you a call once a month and just have it, you know, here's some of the things I just, you know, having someone to be accountable for and, you know, learn from you. You've been successful, Matt Wood. I want you to be my mentor. People oh, just, you do. Okay. <laughs> people just, it's Accepted. interesting though. I've got a few friends who, yeah. um, you know, going back to when we we're all trying to find our first jobs out of college and, you know, we all have our network and it's just some people leverage it to the fullest. And I've got some friends who had, you know, great, you know, parents who were incredibly helpful. And I said, well, why don't you reach out to this person's dad or mom? Yeah. I'm like, ah, I just, I feel awkward. Why? Yeah. I mean, okay. Maybe small chance to say no, but I guarantee most of these people say, yeah, it'd be great. We'd love to catch up. Love to le learn more about what you're doing. Um, and again, it can be a and, zoom call or coffee, but you just got to ask. And I think, you know, in that ask is, um, what can I do for you? Right. Yep. Like not just you help me. I'm sure there's something I can help you with in your business, whether that's yeah, know, minor chores here and there, taking your dry cleaning. But I think offering that first too to say, it's not just me, 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 you teach me. It's like, whether, whether they actually yeah. say, yeah, you can help me with something, you know, whatever, but just the psychology of that. Yeah, no, I think so too. But, but also incorporating to Matt's point too, as you're focused on those bookends and the health and wellness side of it, keep that as a point too. So when you're having these conversations, it's not just, you know, did you hit your number this quarter? Did you hit your number this year? It's, Hey, like, you know, are you, are you and your family doing well? Are you working out? Are you running? Are you, mm -hmm. do you have, what are your thoughts on running a marathon with me? Whatever. Um, having those health and wellness sides as a talking points, potentially with those mentors is, is a good checkpoint is to checkpoint too. Cause once you have more and more of those conversations, you don't want to let that person down. You yeah. almost, you almost feel more of a need to, or want to get it done because you're, you know, impressing that person and they're going to help you succeed as well. Yeah. And, and they got the outside view too. So if you're like, man, I'm doing everything, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. They might say, Hey, look, you're, you're in a software startup world. Uh, it may, you may need to come to terms with that. This is not the best company for you. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta, if you're doing all the things you're tracking the data and it's, you're continuing to hit slumps, then sometimes you may need to jump on another ship. Yeah. And that's, and that does happen. Um, and it's good to have someone from the outside looking in to say you're in the middle of a dumpster fire and right. you don't even know. Yep. And that happens a ton. Um, so another thing that I think is important 
is is focusing on the little wins and i think you potentially we've talked about this too is yeah use the little wins to give you momentum someone responded to your email someone gave you some piece of uh, good feedback and opportunity and leverage that to be positive right just because the last thing you want is to be on a call and let's be honest there's a lot of people when you're in a sales slump you sound desperate oh for sure you, you yeah and it can come off um very poorly depending upon your relationship with um you know your client so take those little wins take someone responding to you someone providing a good piece of information at your bdr doing something awesome like leveraging that as momentum to uh turn into something bigger and it's a snowball effect and it really is all those little wins add up um well you're also playing off the dopamine too i mean you're, you're being smart about your psychology to know if if i don't give myself some kind of satisfaction if i'm just waiting for that annual before i'm happy you're not going to be in, in a good state at all and you're not using your your brain and your brain chemicals to your advantage. And that was, you know, my first job in commercial real estate, you know, walking door to door in office buildings here in Atlanta. And it was that, again, it was finding those little wins, someone accepting your card, someone, you know, not kicking you out of a building. And that was a, that I was happy about yeah. that. Yeah. You already said this. Oh, gratitude breaks too. I think it's good. It's good to reset. And if you're kind of in a slump and go, well, hold on a second depending on what industry sales industry you're in, man, I, I got my, my base salary is higher than X percent of the world. Um, I have a roof over my head. I have good health. Like th- there's lots of, of times to just kind of pause and, and you think your world is crumbling, but your perspective is so off that you need just kind of a gratitude reset. Um, that's always helped me. Yeah. And in planning that in your day. So like, right. you know, having Schedule that as a p- part of your day, this is actually kind of cool. Uh, Outlook has this new thing. I don't know what it's called. Cortana or something, but it gives you like a daily brief of emails to follow up on or something like that. And the thing I saw today, which was kind of cool, it gave you, the, gave me the ability to say, you know, looking at your week next week, I, you could fit in this much time as to catch up on focus, but it was like just click of a button and it scheduled it out on my calendar and being able to leverage that to just have that time to yeah. spend time with, with, with gratitude. So I think, um, Definitely. you know, it's that, the uh, quote, you know, plan your work and work your plan. So if you have that checklist of items that you have um, written down beginning of the day and you're going through and just making sure that you're working through that all day, that's going to be a big piece of it. So including those metrics, including the things that you need to get done, leveraging that to, you know, share information with management and others uh, within your team to just over communicate, I think is going to be more and more important. So you don't find yourself in that sales slump, um, you know, not to say, Hey, there's going to be tough times, uh, depending upon what you're selling and depending on what happens with COVID, you know, the world is unpredictable, but as much as you can try to predict it and not be blindsided, I think that's, um, you know, mentally going to be the most beneficial to all of us. Yeah. Good little self audit of what you're doing, right. What you're doing wrong and recognizing you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I think that goes like admitting it. It's, it, it's, it's going to be tough for the sales folks. We have yeah. big egos. We both know multiple people that they're, oh, yes. they're so easy to blame everyone else. And yeah. you know, yeah. the, everyone always says, you know, quarterback your deals. And I think that's true though. Like you're, you're leading the team, you're calling the plays, you're making the audibles and it's all on you. And if you come to the end and something happened with the deal and you're starting pointing fingers, that's an issue. So there's some people it's very hard and to, to make those adjustments, but 
um, you, you, you got to, or else you're just going to continue in this roller coaster and find yourself in sales slumps and maybe get lucky and get some bluebird deals to get you out. Right. Um, otherwise you're going to find yourself, you know, looking for a new job. So focusing on that. And that's, that's one of the things that you can do on your own without having to share with your peers or your mentor that maybe you were doing things wrong, but to have that self-reflection is definitely important. Yeah. And I think too, one last kind of point here before we drive it home is make sure you're learning new things too throughout, you know, throughout the time, learning new tactics. If you've been in sales for a while, you may think you got it all, but there's always something new out there. You could try um, video prospecting is, you know, a new one. Um, that's come out, but just little things like that, ways to leverage LinkedIn and, and social channels to drive more pipeline. I mean, there's always something new you can learn. And there's a a great book by Jeb Blunt called virtual selling, which he literally wrote during the pandemic. And it came out afterwards that was very helpful about just, okay, look, if you're going to be in this virtual selling environment, then, you know, here's a a couple of things to do. That'll be helpful. Like get a, uh, get a, a light, like a ring light, when you're on camera, because if you look like shit on camera, right. it's just not, it's not going to be good. You know, get a good setup and invest a little bit of money in that. Don't look like a vampire in your parents' basement. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's funny too, because you, you talk to certain people, you get on calls and you hear them preaching about sales tactics that worked 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and the world has changed. I do actually think some of those on the flip side now potentially could work even better than 10, you know, than a couple of years ago. Um, but being able to recognize, and there's just so much free content out there to just to keep your, your brain thinking a little bit. And there's a million, you know, sales books and tactics, but test them all out. I mean, read as much yeah. as you can absorb as much as you can. And, you know, for me, I think it's, it's important to take a look at the metrics it's important to recognize what you're doing wrong and kind of look, but, but don't, waste too much time looking in hindsight, right? Take, take it, learn it, and then focus on the future and leverage those little wins to get yourself out of that sales slump and, you know, be successful. But it's, it's going to be, again, no one's going to have the perfect sales career. You're going to find yourself having to do this time and time again and being able to leverage again, the same kind of path. And a lot of these things you should be using anyways, even if you're never going to be in a sales slump. Right. But, Mm -hmm. um, Focus on the future, leverage the little wins, leverage the metrics, um, do everything you can to, um, you know, prepare for that over communicate. And then again, I think having some sort of a mentor or peer that you're communicating with frequently to where you're not going to get blindsided by all this is all going to be helpful. So, yeah, absolutely. Just kind of my, my takeaways are control your bookends, you know, look at the data, be truthful about the data, review the formula got to have some kind of formula in place. Uh, if, if you're in a negative mindset, just pause, take a break and reset yourself. There's no point in continuing to make calls. If you're in a bad mood or, or being on demos, it's not going to work. You know, take those gratitude breaks, take that seriously, schedule them in. Yeah. And like you've, you've said, you know, multiple times, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Put, put your damn ego aside. And that's the best peers and, and mentors are the ones that are going to be able to tell you, Sean, you're, you act, you're acting like an idiot. You're acting desperate right now because not everyone will do that. So, and read extreme ownership by Jocko. It's a great, great, great book that just kind of makes you realize, yeah, a lot, everything I do in my, because as a sales rep, that you're, that's essentially your business. You're, you're an entrepreneur within the business that needs to drive revenue. So 
you got to take ownership. If something messes up, it's on you. Agreed. It's no one's fault. Anything else? I'm out of my slump now. Thank you. you. Look at, Thank hey, you for your welcome. help. Yeah. Thank you for your help. I'd like a few points of that commission though. So okay. we'll, um, we'll put some of these thoughts and tactics uh, on the website as well. So take a look at that. And as always interested in hearing from you guys on what's worked for with you in the past, um, getting some feedback and uh, hope this helps everyone a little bit uh, moving forward to either not get in a sales slump or get yourself out. Get off the roller coaster guys. Thank you.